the name of Jesus. Call the name of Jesus. When nothing else works, Jesus always works. When nothing else works, I can always go to Jesus. When I'm at a dead end, when I'm at my wit's end, I got Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo. I may be at my dead end. Psalm said they staggered to and fro and they were at their wits end. But he delivered them out of their trouble, out of their distress, out of their situation. Why? There's only one name I've got to call. I don't have to call on anything else or anybody else. But Jesus, when I'm at my lowest, he picks me up. When I'm at my weakest, he's my strength. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, somebody shout Jesus. Come on, ARC, shout Jesus. Somebody open your mouth, shout Jesus. My God, Brother Reyes, there's a preach-up in the house on a Wednesday night. Somebody barely staggered in here, but Jesus showed up in the house to meet your need, to deliver you, to set you free. It's not a program. It's not a check, although that'd be nice. It's not a brand-new shiny Ferrari, but it's Jesus. That's all I need. That's all I rely on. God bless you to everyone that is in the house of the Lord, all of our visitors. Come on, let's give them an ARC welcome. These good folks are made the journey all the way from Gardnerville to be in the house of the Lord with us. We're so glad they're here. They're from our old stomping grounds. Amen. Amen. Love Gardnerville. Love everybody that is in the house of the Lord. I want to say this, a great big thank you, a heartfelt thank you to all of those that have relentlessly reached out to us over the last few weeks. For some reason, I don't know, I must be that hard to live with. We're, it's our lot in life to have some trouble with these babies, but Memphis, I think she's already got an attitude problem. We were in the hospital last night for four hours, and... Uh, I told my wife, I said, I can't wait to just spank her just because, just because of all the drama she's already been. But to everyone, a great big thing. I'm happy I'm in the family of God. <clears throat> I'm grateful that I'm in the family of God. I'm grateful to be amongst people that no matter what we said, no matter what we could assume, no matter what we might think about one another, that it's never wrong to reach out and love when somebody's in trouble. It's never wrong to reach out, and we thank every, I, we can't name them all, there, there's too many. Everybody that is in this house that has been so gracious and kind to us, the texts, the phone calls, the meals, Sister Machado's learning how to cook, I think. She's kind of mastered that thing. Uh, I don't see them, but brother and sister Perez came and prayed for my wife, and 
the Bobos, the Reyes, everybody that has been checking on us, texting, calling, visiting, bringing stuff by the house. I, I, I'll just say this. Don't ever think that it won't mean something to somebody. My poor wife was stuck in a hospital bed. Brother Johnson, I got to go to work. I got to get out of the hospital. But she was stuck in the bed for a week, I think six days, six and a half days. And so it meant a lot to her, all the visits, the texts, the phone calls. And, and, and I, would, I would hope that we would return the favor when somebody else is in need. That's what living for God is all about. That's what the family of God is all about. Reaching when it's inconvenient. Reaching when it's uncomfortable. But you never know what an outstretched arm will do for somebody to everybody, I shouldn't have called names because now I'm going to go home and be like, oh my God, I forgot their name. But to everybody, really, everybody in the house, everybody that is part of ARC, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Now, to my beautiful mom who has probably more money invested in Memphis already than any of us. Uh, she's been making the trip since a couple weeks ago back and forth. Last time when Carson was born, she hit a deer on the 88, caused a little bit of damage on her car, but that hasn't happened yet. But I am so thankful that she has been able to come and help us. We are forever indebted. My wife's parents, they were just here this weekend, and they're coming back, I believe, tomorrow or Friday. Tomorrow, No, tomorrow's Thursday. I think they're coming back tomorrow night uh, to be with us. They're taking like a rotation shift. Problem is, they're not just coming from down the road. She's coming from Fresno. They're coming from Bakersfield. So it's been an extreme blessing. You better think twice if you move five or six hours away from your family. <laughs> I'm kidding. We are in the absolute perfect will of God, and we are thankful for everybody. I've asked my mom to play. Y'all may be seated. I've asked her to play. And there's an old song that says, this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. And if this is all kind of new to you, this apostolic way, I welcome you to an apostolic church on a Wednesday night. This is that. This is that what you're looking for. This is that what you need. This is that what you're hungry for. I'm going to ask you to worship with us as we sing this old song. On the day of Pentecost, they were all in one accord, waiting on the promise of the Spirit of the Lord. 120 gathered in one place, fervently praying for the Spirit of grace. Suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind. Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. Oh, this is that. That was spoken by the prophet Joel. Come on, if you know it, sing it. Hey, this is that. That was spoken by the prophet Joel. Said in the last days, I pour out my spirit, say the Lord. Well, the crowd began to gather, didn't know just what to think. Some began to mock and said they had too much to drink. Peter said these men are not drunk as you suppose. He commenced to preach and then the well began to flow. They cried out, men and brethren, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. Oh, this is that. That was spoken by the prophet Joel. What you feel? Hey, this is that. That 
was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit, say the Lord. It's been 2,000 years and the wind's still blowing. The rain's still falling and the well's still flowing. The promise hasn't ended. You can't dispute the fact. The fire's still burning just like the book of Acts. He'll fill you with the spirit. You will speak with other tongues. That's still the way that the Holy Ghost comes. Come on, sing it with me. This is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. Oh, oh, this is that that was spoken by the prophet John. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, say the Lord. Oh, oh, this is that that was spoken by the prophet John. Hey, this is that that was spoken by the prophet John. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. Say the Lord. Come on, are you thankful that you're in an apostolic house? Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and set upon each of them. And they were all. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. That's me, that's you, and the Holy Ghost is still available on a Wednesday night. The Holy Ghost is still for you. Whoa. I'm thankful that it didn't die in the book of Acts. I'm thankful that it's still available today. I'm thankful that it's still my comforter. I'm thankful that it's still my deliverer. It's still my healer, Brother Reyes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Holy Ghost, it, wrapped up in the Holy Ghost, is literally everything we need. Is there things we might still want, Brother Bobo? Of course. But everything but my God shall supply all your need. I may look at what I've got, and it may not seem like much, and I may feel inadequate, but I know my God's a supplier, and I know my God knows what I need when I don't know what I need, but he's never failed me yet. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, I think we're going to just tell a little Sunday school story. 
Mary had a little lamb or something because, my God, it's so hot in here. I'm telling you, don't ever underestimate the power of one service. Don't you ever come to church with your head down saying, I'm going because it's a thing to do, but I don't think I'm going to get what I need. Because when the Holy Ghost shows up and when you and I show up, anything is possible. Amen, 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 amen. Once again, to all of our visitors, God bless you. We are so excited and extremely grateful that you have joined with us tonight. God bless you. Now, I have the privilege of selling. Who, who in here operates or has operated heavy equipment? Okay. Now, I need you on my side or, or this ain't going to make any sense. But I have the privilege of selling the, what I would say and what most in the industry would say is the best made heavy equipment that is made. I enjoy what I do. I, I, I really do. I get to wear boots and jeans and a hat every day, and uh, that's my thing. That's where I'm comfortable. That's where I'm, I'm happy. I enjoy pulling up to a job site and watching these machines take just a dirt field. Brother Bryant, you've seen this over and over again, and start to move dirt, push dirt, make roads, pads for buildings, houses, whatever you could say, they turn that dirt field into something that is beautiful, and it all starts with the earth-moving equipment that I get to sell. Now, the brand is Caterpillar, cat equipment. You see it all over the place. Now, if you were to ask anybody who knows equipment, they will tell you that hands down, Caterpillar is the best. They will also tell you it's not the cheapest. It's just funny. I had a customer not too long ago. His machine was in our shop. And Brother Johnson, I had to call him and give him that dreaded update. And he said, you know what I decided cat means? Cost another thousand. Okay, bub, go buy John Deere. I can't help you. <laughs> but Caterpillar is very aware of this, and they're proud of it. It's, it's part of their marketing it's it's the marketplace is full of cat equipment you can't deny it and cat is proud of being the best and not being the cheapest as far as price there is something to be said about being the best now there's i don't care if it's a motorcycle a pickup a diesel a harley a victory a triumph a polaris a it doesn't matter if you're going to run it it's going to break. I don't care what name's on the side of it. But what happens when it breaks and you're on a job site and you've got to get something done and it's costing you money every day that that machine's down, what, what happens when it breaks is what matters. And that's what makes Caterpillar so great is their service and technicians that are available and equipment to replace something that's in the shop at the drop of a hat. And so that is a value to a customer, Brother Reyes, that's looking at millions of dollars in projects that can't be, that can't be down. When you're the best, you have the liberty to do just about whatever you want. And that is why you'll always find a Caterpillar will be more than a John Deere, a Bobcat, a Kubota, a Komatsu, you name it. It's, it's going to be more. 
And another value, if you were to go to an auction, they have heavy equipment auctions where older equipment is sold, you will find that a piece of Caterpillar equipment will consistently bring about 30% more value than another brand of the same machine, same hours, down the line we could go. So therein lies a value benefit to a customer that is looking at an investment for his company. Now, everybody put your checkbook away. I'm not trying to sell excavators tonight, okay? If you want, you can. There's The downside to selling equipment, while it's great, is when there's snow on the ground and rain and the snow turns to mud and you can't run Brother Diaz a big old dozer in the mud and wreck the job site. You don't sell too many pieces of equipment during these months. And so if you want to buy one, I'll gladly meet you tomorrow and sell you one. I've got a couple more mouths to feed here. But Caterpillar is constantly doing highly effective marketing campaigns all across the world as they are the largest manufacturer in the world. And one of them that caught my eye was this. And the headline in large, bold letters on this marketing campaign simply read, Built for it. And this is what it read. As the velocity of change in the world increases, so does the promise of opportunity. New players and new markets are emerging every day. And as they race to grab their share of growth and prosperity, they face a choice. Do it fast and cheap or do it right. This sounds like my parents when I was a kid. I read this in flashbacks of being scolded as a kid came back to my mind. At risk is the very foundation which their future is being built on. For over 88 years, Caterpillar has stayed true to the belief that if you put quality in, you get quality out. It is why everything we build, we build to last. No matter the job, our equipment is built for it. No matter the challenge, you'll be ready for it. Because it's not just what you build, it's what you build on. It's not just a reputation. It's not just a job, rather. It's your reputation. It's not about the equipment. It's about the people who back it. A company that is relied on by NASA, hospitals, the government, and the Internet for backup power when failure is not an option. People who treat words like commitment and service as codes to live by, not just words on a brochure. People like us. We are a global network of over 250,000 employees, all of us ready to do what it takes to get the job done. No matter when, no matter where, no matter what, anyone in this business knows that when something is built on a solid foundation, it's built to last. Build on heritage, build on pride, build on trust. Build on a company that's built for it. Now, people in the construction world know that 
when failure is not an option and when, when, when time is of essence and when there are deadlines and things, they, it's common knowledge in the marketplace. They know it better say cat on the side of that machine. Because when it fails, what happens when it fails? And part of that branding has come with Caterpillar doing marketing like the one I just read to you. Caterpillar has gone above and beyond. And they have the product to stand behind the phrase built for it. And it is these three words that I've come to preach to somebody tonight. Built for it. Hebrews chapter number 3 and verse number 4. For every house is builded by some man. But he that built all things is God. Look at your neighbor and say, you were built for it. I have come tonight. And I never thought in a million years I'd preach Brother Johnson from a Caterpillar brochure. I'm sure Bishop Buxton would be proud of me tonight. But I've come to tell somebody that's on the verge of giving up. Everything in your life feels overwhelming. There's no hope. There's no sunshine anymore. Baby, you were built for it. It is to the saint that feels like you're going out of your mind. I've come to reassure you, you were built for it. To the single mother that feels like life is grinding you down to nothing, ma'am, you were built for it. To the young person that is tormented with confusion about your future, you were built for it. I've not come to wax prolific or profound. You know me better than that. But I've come to bring a word fitly spoken. I've come to bring joy with a good word spoken in due season. While hell is screaming in one ear that you're a failure, you're a loser, you're a joke, you're a has-been, you're worthless. I've come to scream louder in that other ear on your head. You were built for it. If the word of God is right, and if God cannot lie, and he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. If God is the builder of all things, and he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, I think it's safe to say that God stands beside or behind his product. We're not products, but he stands behind and beside his people. He doesn't build something and when it starts to fall apart, not my problem, it's your problem now. And to somebody that feels so worthless and hopeless, can I reassure you, God don't make no junk. Every morning when you wake up, young person, and you're struggling with insecurities and complexities and fears, you point your finger in the mirror and say, God, don't make no junk. 
God doesn't make mistakes, and he doesn't make junk. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? By the way, temples are built. They don't just pop up on their own. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes energy. It takes a master builder at the helm. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. The church is the only thing Jesus had to buy or to pay for. It cost him everything. But his bank account don't look like mine where it's a bunch of zeros. He could afford to pay the price for you and I. He could afford to see down the road. You think for one second God's going to give up on you. I got news for you. He thought you and I were worth saving. He thought you and I were worth going to Calvary over. He saw something in you. He saw something that could be built out of your life that you couldn't even see. He saw not what I was. The old song of the church says, but he saw what I could be. When he reached his hand to where I was, somebody help me, what's the rest of the words? He took a chance on me. All he had to hope for was just a possibility. Hey, all you see is a little possibility. There's a little light at the end of the tunnel. Baby, that's all you need because you got it in you. God built you to make it. It takes a master builder to be able to see through the brokenness and the mess and say, I see beauty in them. I see a champion. They might be laying in the gutter in a pool of blood, but I see an overcomer built in them somewhere. If they will let me, I can build something out of them. He will not leave you comfortless. He cannot disown you. Somebody here tonight, you're scared to death when the phone rings. Because you can't take another surprise in your life right now. You feel like you can't take another letdown. One more disappointment and it's going to do you in. You feel on the edge of a nervous breakdown for fear of what a day may bring. But I want you to hear this simple preacher tonight. Hell cannot destroy what God has built. I'm going to say that again. Hell can't destroy what God has built. And God's built you. God's brought you to this church to keep building on you. And hell can't destroy it. It can't destroy you because you were built for it. To those that are on top of the world tonight and can stare down your perfected long holy nose, you too, my friend, were built for it. 
You may have liked by the tail and think it's on your own accord. Think it's all by your ability. But it is only by his mercies that we are not consumed every day. Don't forget Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. It is the Lord thy God that giveth thee power. Built for it. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Built for it. Psalm 1, verse number 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Built for it. Job 22, this is to you that got life by the tail. Job 22, 23. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Built for it. Nehemiah 2, 20. Then answered I them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Built for it. Deuteronomy 28, 8. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns and all that you put your hand to. Built for it. So to those that don't need encouraged tonight, because you're on top of the world, you were built for right where you're at. But it's to the one that feels like you're about to be destroyed once and for all. To the one that will be honest enough and say, I don't see how I'm going to get out of this. To the one that will be real enough with yourself. To the one that cries yourself to sleep every night because the pressure's gotten to the place where you feel like you're going out of your mind. To the one that your family is hanging together by a thread. To the one that anxiety rules your emotions. To the one that wakes up every morning hoping it will be gone only for that old familiar pit in your gut to return. To the one that has been marked hopeless forever. It is to you I bring this simple word tonight. You were built for it. It can't destroy you because you were built for it. It can't deter you. Because you were built for it. It can't hold you hostage to your past because you were built for it. I don't have time to go into this, but if a storm shelter wasn't built right, if it wasn't built with the right material, if it wasn't buried far enough, if it wasn't done exactly how they do all that, I, God help me to never have to live in Oklahoma and need a storm shelter. But if a storm shelter wasn't built right, it would do no good in a storm. It would be useless in a storm if it wasn't built just right. Remember what the psalmist David said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
I know you didn't see it coming, but you were built for it. If you could see yourself tonight through the eyes of the one who built you, he's saying, I put all the right stuff in you. I built you to overcome. I built you to win. I built you to grow through it. I built you to get back up again. I built you to rise to the top. I built you to be a light in a dark world. I built you to be a city set on a hill. I built you to endure whatever you would face. When we say built for it, it can mean anything. You put whatever you're facing tonight in it. And I, I don't care what it is. It is consuming you, I know. It keeps you up at night, I know. It has you worried that your life is spiraling out of control. That small, tiny, little two-letter word, it wrapped up in that are all kinds of fears and emotions but I dare somebody to take it that is in your life that is consuming you it's all you can see it's all you can feel it's all you can think it's all you can but baby you were built for it Devil, if this is all you got, I could whip this in my sleep. Devil, if this is your best shot, hit me again, baby, because I was built for this. I was built to overcome. I was built to win. I'm not defeated. Stand with me all over the house. The old song of the church says this. Now only the strong are going to make it. Musicians, come. Help me play quietly. And only the brave are going to win. So fight till you can't fight any longer. Then stand up and fight again. Because Jesus, he's the master builder, knew you had what it takes to make it. That's the reason why he called your name. He knew you loved him in the sunshine. Now he's hoping you're going to still love him in the rain. So you and he together can win over and over again. You're going to make it. How many know this old song? You're going to make it. You've got what it takes to win. And I know that you're going to make it just as long as you and Jesus Stay friends. Romans 8, 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, remember you were built for it, or nakedness or peril or sword, remember you were built for it. As it is written, remember, you were built for it. For thy sake, we are killed all the day long. You were built for it. We are accounted as sleep, sheep for the slaughter. You were built for it. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him 
that loved us. I come against every lying spirit of the enemy that's tearing you down in your ear. Baby, whatever you're facing, you were built for it. This is where you thrive. This is where you shine. Devil, bring it on. You've come too far to give up now. You've overcome too much junk. You've outlived too much garbage to give up now. Winning is in your DNA. Winning is who you are. If you're feeling like you're about to crumble, you've got an opportunity. As the pieces are crumbling, as the pieces are falling apart, you've got an opportunity. Job 22 says, if thou return to the Almighty, not maybe, but thou shalt be built up. Everything in life that matters must be built. Your marriage has to be built. Try it all by yourself. Your family has to be built. Your business has to be built. Your relationship with Jesus has got to be built. If you're going to turn a house into a home, Brother Reyes, it's got to be built. If you're going to turn tragedy into triumph, it's got to be built. If you're going to turn a boy into a man, he's got to be built. So if everything in life that matters must be built, there's a possibility of it being destroyed as well. You might be here tonight, and in your mind, you're longing for the days when you had it all together. You say, I remember when. I remember when everything just clicked. I remember when there was no, no confusion. Life was good. Life was simple. Life was easy. It all just meshed. It all just worked. I remember when I had it all together. But somewhere along the way, life happened, and that got destroyed. Can I tell you? And I apologize for how simple this is tonight. But all hope is not lost. If you will do like Job said and return to the Almighty. His presence is in this house. His spirit is in this house so rich and so strong. If you will return to the Almighty, you shall, not a matter of if, but you shall be built again. Somebody walked in broke, busted, and destroyed, but you're going to leave built back up again. The master builder is in the house, and he's come to rebuild. He's come to build you up again. He's come to put it all back together and say, you were built to last. You were built to make it. You were built for it. I'm opening these altars as they begin to sing. And I would hope that with transparency in the Holy Ghost, somebody would come and say, God, I desire to be built all over again. God, I desire to be rebuilt and to be reshaped into who you built me to be. Come on, that's it. He's rebuilding tonight. He's building you up again. He can move mountains. He's a builder. He's a mover and a shaker. He's a maker of all things. Hide me from the rain. 
Come on, say, my God. My God is awesome. Heals me. Heals me when I'm broken. Strength. strength Somebody needs strength in the building. There's strength in my house. Forever he will reign. Forever he will reign. He's building. He's building. He's putting back together. My God. He's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, find somebody and pray with them. Strengthen them. We're going to make it. We're going to be rebuilt together. Awesome. He's mighty. He'll put you back together. Oh, He'll build sir. something out of nothing. Awesome. Somebody say. He's holy, he's holy, he's holy, all 